Welcome to this week's Nine Hertz podcast. That was Hidden Mothers with a track called uh, The Longest Journey Yet. And um, yeah, they're basically a brand new band from Sheffield. Um, and those of you who are sort of in the know uh, will know that Steph uh, from Baal is involved. Uh, excellent Sheffield band um, that unfortunately left a few years ago. Um, and yes, Ari, uh, who I've sort of run gigs with in Sheffield as well, who's also been in Fly On, Bird Fly On. Um, so yeah, re- really interesting um, new track. So um, it's black metal, it's kind of atmospheric, um, quite an emotional delivery, as is Steph's style. But yeah, um, what did you make of this one, Pete? Because obviously it's quite a it's sort of a flash from the blue, really. I mean, we've we've known this band together, but this is the yeah, first one. It wasn't quite sure what to expect, and it's I suppose it's um, maybe more black metal than I thought it would be, uh, and it's yeah. very kind of it's quite epic, isn't it? It's quite you know grand. In its, uh, in its production, in its style, uh, impressively so. Yeah, I think um, they've been to no studios with uh, Joe Clayton, which is kind of like, um, if you want something recording that's heavy and atmospheric, that's kind of where you go. Um, and yeah, he's, he's basically put his stamp of um, style on that, and it's, it sounds great. I feel like the um, overall sort of um, epicness of it and, and things like that, I've I've been told that um, this is like one of the less right. heavy ones as well. So I imagine it's only going to get sort of more blast beat, like more kind of strange and and heavier as it goes on. So can't wait to hear a bit more from them. Really, that's um, yeah. It's gonna be yeah well, that's, that's promising. Uh, yeah, it kind of reminded me a bit of Mall a bit and uh, and Ghost Bath that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they've they've sort of mentioned that Oathbreaker are. An influence as well which i can definitely hear um if they do carry on uh, with that style then you know that's kind of um it's a very sort of popular sound so i can see that this was this is going to appeal to a lot of people straight yeah. away I yeah agreed. yeah yeah so um we've got eight more tracks to play this week and we've got some absolutely brilliant stuff and it's pretty much from all over the world so we've gone from sheffield um we're going to go to ireland now um and um yes slamatics basically we, we put this band on years and years ago and we've always been fans of them here at nine Hertz. Um, and yeah, they just go from strength to strength. Every single release they put out is epic and well, that's the wrong word really. I, I guess just very ambitious and, and lofty kind of um, ideas and always delivered with that guitar tone and that sort of heaviness. So yeah, this is off the new album, um, called Canyons, and, and you've picked this one, haven't you, Pete? So we're going to play a song called Mind Fortresses on Fear. And it's, um, yeah, yeah. I, I loved it. It's, we're, we're, yeah, we're just you know, fans, and, and we? everything they do, I, yeah. you know, I, I, I genuinely love. I think, it, you know, I wrote a review of this, and it makes you start to think about, you know, it makes you think about why you love a band. And I think with somatics is, you know, you would do associate a tone and the sound, um, and you can, you know, you can pick out, a couple of seconds of any track and you'd, you know, you'd know it's slamatics. Yet how, you know, yeah. other bands that kind of, you know, that's they don't stay still with it. And it's that contrast of, you know, a distinct sound, yeah, evolution uh, and uh, differences in the music that makes them um, appealing, you know, kind of, what, 15 years on? So, you know, that's, and this album's no less, you know, I love this as much as any other. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this um, this band in particular have um, kind of developed their sound as well. 
Um, you could probably have stuck with the same formula for years and years, but they've always tried to progress it, which is, you know, why I've got yeah. a lot of respect. For yeah, them. I think you know this uh, this album, this song as well. It's got kind of maybe clean vocals. It's got kind of more less that hammering repetition, even though that is still there. Uh, it's just really good. Can't, uh, you know, can't kind of praise them high enough. One of those bands that been here, been part of the kind of doom scene in, you know, the uh, our island um, for, you know, for before it, the kind of the explosion of the last 10 years. Um, but, st- you know, and therefore I think kind of have influenced that and we're one of the, you know, pioneers of that. Uh, and they're still here and they're still putting out, you know, amazing music. Absolutely. And um, I think a lot of people are kind of discovering them now, which is great. But, you know, it's it's quite... Um, it's quite amusing to see, actually, because you re- you realise that they'll kind of have to crack through quite a, a sort of dense back catalogue, and it's not an easy kind of job. You've really got to sort yeah. of soak in this music. It's not like a quick a quick win to sort of get through yeah. their back catalogue, is it? It's the, yeah, and yeah, you know, they've like I still listen to you know the split with Agent Rye, um, you know, to this day, and then yeah. you know the album since the. the trilogy of albums they did i think estran in particular you know i've got on vinyl i said you know yeah. but canyons is is up there with all of them um which is you know it's really impressive and really um you kind of don't doubt it a new somatics album you just know is going to kind of make you feel good and it's going to be weighty and it's um and it's going to be something you're glad to have in your life i agree and like um I feel like I ought to tell that story that I always tell people about Somatics is that um, they're the only band that the Quick Arms actually asked yeah. to turn down. Um, it, I mean, I think it's Chris um, it turned up with his uh, full stack. Um, and this is when like Matt Ampset, I guess, were quite new um, and he just cranked it. And the fact that she, <laughs> the, the bar, the bar sort of, um, owned, well, the landlady at the time was like a crass fan. She was like into yeah. heavy music. Um, but she, she came up and said, um, yeah, my, my regulars can't actually <laughs> yeah. hear themselves, um, order. I can't hear them. Yeah. order their and that, that was, was just, like, right, uh, yeah, you know, sound check, wasn't it? I think me and you were in the room. That's, yes. Yeah. It's the loudest thing I've ever heard. Ever. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I'd liken that. I mean, there's only two or three things which have actually made me question my hearing, and that was that was one of them. And I think the other one was Venetian snares at Supersonic one year. So, yeah, respect to um, Somatics for that. Yeah, it's um, certainly harbour like that massive sound and the sort of famous for it. So, yeah, legends. We'll play this. So, um, yeah, this is Mind Fortresses on Thea, uh, and this is out, um, I think, now. So, yeah, go for it.
So that was Slomatics. Um, yeah, excellent Slomatics. Yeah, so we've got um, plenty to talk about tonight. And um, while this next um, album isn't new by any means, it came out in uh, January, um, it looks like they've re-released this on tape recently. So this is um, Ill from Moscow, um, who we actually saw in March, I think. But yeah, this this album is um, it's a hefty one. So it's only two tracks, and I think they're about 10 to 20 minutes long each. Um, but it's, um, yeah, it's, it's just a really interesting release, like really heavy, really dense. Um, what did you reckon to this one, Pete? Because, like, obviously we've we've seen them live, but I, I feel like this is, like, possibly a better way to... Yeah, I thought, it. you know, uh, uh, yeah, I had him pinned as, a, you know, kind of funeral doom. Well, not funeral, but, you know, like really kind of drawn out stuff, uh, which, you know, on the whole they are. But um, listening to this album, this this release, it's, it, you know, it does change it does evolve this song in particular i think kind of gets gets quite sludgy towards the end you know picks up pace and the vocals change and, and that you know the whole makes it uh, really interesting really um, vibrant and uh, something you want to stick to you know so yeah kind of really enjoyed it yeah i think this one just kind of struck me because i was like oh I'm th- i thought this was like a new release um and obviously it's just like obviously because it's been released on tape which they, they look like they've only got about um nine remaining of that anyway so um be quick if you do want it um but yeah that they're, they're sort of one of those ones where you kind of have to sort of dip your head right in and just kind of forget everything else around you it's it's not kind of easy listening by any means but that's i guess the point of of doom really um you know we're, we're quite used to this sound but if you've not experienced anything so like full on then it, it could possibly be a bit overwhelming so um yeah i mean they've only got two two tracks on this um on this release so the first one's called coldness which we're going to play and the other one's called flame so there's a bit of duality going on there um and it's off um, a record called void shape um those looking for ill um you might have a bit of trouble um spelling their russian uh, name because I, I certainly don't know how to pronounce it or, or say it so um you can go to ill doom il doom .bandcamp.com um, and yeah you can pick up this uh, either digitally on CD or be quick to get the set.
cool. So from Russia, uh, we're going all the way to uh, South America. So this this band are from uh, Peru, um, which is quite unusual. We don't get many submissions or, or find many bands from Peru, but um, that's not to say that they haven't got a vibrant scene. I know like um, death metal and black metal are pretty big out there. Um, so this is a band called Satanicos Marihuanos, um, which we kind of think it's like maybe devil weed or devil marijuana or whatever. So quite interesting. So this album, like Pete, you've picked this and I listened to the whole thing today and it's just amazing. Like really, really interesting. Um, it does. About it's, lot, you it? know, I, I came across it from um, the website Doomed and Stoned, uh, who do, and on Bandcamp, oh, yeah. they re- yeah, every brilliant. few months they release a Doomed and Stoned in, and it can be like an American city or a country around the world, and there'll be like 30 tracks from bands like that. And they did a one from Peru. And yeah, Fantastic. and the, the first track on it was uh, this band. So I kind of I've got I've got about halfway through so far, and kind of you know you you pick up all you know pick up new bands from that. There's um, and the other kind of side of that, I think I've had a, um, a long interest in the uh, kind of psych scene of South America. There's um, there's I found amazing things, particularly through Bandcamp. You know, the things like Chilean uh, the Chilean fuzz site. Um, and uh, but you know like it's not South American but like Mexico with uh, Venom Sabathi and all the other bands I've picked up following through them you know where you kind of follow links after links and find all the amazing bands but I don't know what it is oh, it's yeah. you know from I think first ever band probably Las Natas but from there you know there's such a wide you know wide and really interesting scene of a you know heavy psych uh, and this is just the latest you know in, in a long line uh, and yeah really good really <laughs> really enjoyed it so you know picked up on this uh, from that doomed and stoned and then um got notification a couple of weeks later saying they put an album out listen to it and you're right it's kind of you know on its surface it's got a fairly um not generic but fairly kind of you know toes line you know heavy psych stonerish vibe to it but there are kind of variances in the track. This one in particular is why I love it so much is, you know, they bring in a guest vocalist towards the end um, who has an almost black metal screech to it, which then changes it completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, what I, that's what I loved about it. It just came out of nowhere. I was like, okay, this is pretty yeah. interesting. Oh, okay, this is completely st- stepped up. And I feel like, yeah, you know, like what you're saying about like the whole psych scene there and, you know, like different kind of, um, sounds that are coming out of this country but I, I feel like it's just like a, another take on the sound and, and it's kind of like maybe something cultural mm. just washes in as well um, and yeah this album's all, I mean, all over the place but in a good way like there's so much um, variation on it that sort of grabbed me and I, I just kept listening to the, the whole thing I mean it's good I don't know the tracks are quite long as well on the album so it's not as if you um, you know not as if I was kind of skipping ahead it was like yeah, this is actually amazing. There's something quite unique. Um, and we, we always say on this podcast, it's, it's so refreshing to hear something that sounds completely, you know, out of your kind of usual sphere of, of listening to this kind of music. So, yeah, yeah, yeah loved it. definitely. Really good. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Okay, so you can find this at uh, satanicosmarihuanos.bandcamp.com. Uh, and the album's called Immerso Enel Ande. We're going to play the second track of it. It's called uh, Bosque. Dipidras.
So we're going to talk about a reissue uh, unusually this week. So we don't really sort of cover reissues very often because, um, frankly, there's loads of new music out there. But um, I'm particularly excited about this one. So it's the Neurosis and Jarbo record that was released about, I'd say, about 10 years ago. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it was kind of released between, um, I think it was Sun That Never Sets and The Eye of Every Storm by Neurosis. And it was in a period where swans weren't really... Um, about um, so Jarbo was uh, doing a lot of solo stuff around that time, um, and this this came out out of nowhere. It just there wasn't really much fanfare when it came out. It just kind of happened, and it was almost like a stopgap release for Neurosis. Um, what they've done is they've um, looked at the analog and digital aspects of it, and like just uh, pushed the tone around a bit and just remastered it really. And and they've given it some new artwork from uh, Aaron Turner from Isis. Uh, which has given it a bit more of a, a Neurot um, look to it, because I think the original was kind of like, um, it was just a hand, I think, with some um, symbols around it, so it didn't really look like a, a Neurot or a Neurosis record. It was quite an unusual um, stance for them. So, yeah, we're, we're going to play the first track, which uh, I've listened to again today, and it still sends chills up my spine. It's, it's incredible. Um, so Jabo recorded the vocals for this and um some of them are very very highly personal there's a track on there about her dad um passing away and and the sort of uh, dementia that kind of um sort of took his um sort of intellect away so but this first track is is just uh, uncomfortable um I, I don't know what you make of this Peter, or whether you listened to this when it first came out I, I, i've heard it but not uh, i don't own it so i never kind of I haven't uh, it was quite a while since i've you know, this is the first time I've revisited it since, and uh, yeah, it, I, I can't remember it being as uncomfortable as I found it this time. And, you know, in that sense of uh, the kind of jarring, uh, the you know, the styles between the two, and just the weirdness of the. It's almost industrial, you know, the kind of the synth uh, yeah. kind of yeah. oddity that goes on, and then obviously the vocals are really um, distinct. It's like the two kind of styles she's got the kind of you know and that that southern accented uh, element to it, particularly on this track. Yeah, yeah. It, really good. Yeah. I think I'll get more out of it this time than I did back then. Um, particularly, you know, I've got more into neurosis since yeah. then as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I think. Um, the breathing on on this one is is what gets me. It's just so it sounds like she's in pain or something. It's it's not nice to listen to, to be honest. Um, I remember going to see uh, Neurosis um, at uh, Coco, I think it was in in London, and um, she came on and she did three tracks and she opened with this. And I don't know whether she had some sort of like we were quite far away from the stage, but she had some sort of makeup on that made her eyes look massive. And it looked like she was staring into my soul. I've never been so scared at a gig. It was like quite, quite intense. And obviously she was like breathing like right. that into the microphone. And it was just like, this is horrible <laughs> and amazing at the same time. So, um, yeah, got really distinct memory of that. And um, I've seen her since actually. And it's interesting you say industrial um, uh, as to the sound, because obviously Swans mm. had a little bit of that uh, when she was involved, but it was more kind of pop. Uh, a bit more kind of mm. gothic rock sort of stuff when when she was involved, but her band that she was with around that time and like I think for the next five or six years were very young kind mm. of like metalheads and 
they they looked like you know very sort of i don't know like death metal kind of looking people um and yeah she definitely had an industrial sound for about yeah. two or three albums it's, i think so yeah, yeah it's a bit like uh, chelsea wolf isn't it i suppose so obviously chelsea wolf came after jabo but you know it's got that gothy yeah. air but with that kind of almost industrial yeah industrial gothy thing behind it yeah i think this has got a lot in common with um latter-day swans as well so like the really heavy like the trilogy of albums i guess you can call it that um michael jura has sort of done in the last um 10 years i guess um well five or six years maybe um it's got that kind of pounding uncomfortable um you know nothing to prove kind of sound about it so yeah, I think it's apt that they've re-released this. Actually, I did try and find it the other week. I was um, someone someone was talking about it, and I was like, "Oh, I'd love to listen to that again." And it's not on Spotify. It might be now because obviously it's been re-released. Um, but yeah, um, I was kind of like searching for it. So maybe it's like an oddity in their back catalogue, and they thought, you know, we really need to get this out there and back in people's memories you know because it's it's yeah. an important album and it's quite interesting from a neurosis point of view as, as well because they don't really intrude on her style so it sounds like a jarbo album backed by neurosis it's not really like there's not really many vocals from either of the singers mm. in neurosis it's almost like they give her the room to do it and the collaboration has worked in such a way that it sounds like a blending of their styles without yeah, and I think you know the drums, you know, which is such an obvious thing to say with neurosis, but it's it's really obvious, you know, straight away on this track, you know, that they're not just the kind of you know the glue that drives, you know, that kind of holds the rhythm. They are to the fore. They are, you know, they're as important as the vocals or any other element, and uh, that's typical neurosis, I suppose. I mean, the one thing, you know, another thing just to say, I've kind of read, I read with this album is that it was never released on vinyl, so it's giving them the chance to uh, to get vinyl out ah, there right. as well. So okay. there'll be a lot of people happy with that, yeah. I guess. Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, if you want this, it's um, it's out uh, August 2nd, I think, um, but you can um, hear the remastered tracks, um, about three of them so far. Uh, we're going to play the opener, which is, um, to my mind, one of the best on the album, um, but, yeah, the, the whole album's really good to get lost in um so yeah this is within
So that was Neurosis and Jarbo. Hope you're still with us after that. Um, we're going to talk about a really um, mysterious band, as we've kind of been discussing off air, uh, called Abyssal from the UK. And um, we're going to play an excerpt from like a quite a long uh, tune that they've put out. Um, 
so I think it's it's on pre-orders at the moment. So I think it's it's out probably next week, uh, June twenty first. So what made you pick this one, Pete? It's um it's certainly quite um packed in, isn't it? It's yeah, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, one, it's on Profound Law, which is you know great label. I listen to anything they put out. Yeah. Um, and and two, I have kind of followed this band since uh, I don't know since about two thousand fourteen, fifteen, I guess. Um, I'd always kind of, I'd, I'd never had any connection with uh, death metal in any kind of um, any kind of element of it. I don't quite quite know why. Until about five six years ago, you know, I'd listened to black metal and doom all my life, and all, and you know, stone rock. So, um, but something I'd never really kind of clicked with it. And then about five six years ago, I started listening to, I think, dragged into sunlight, and then um, I was introduced yeah. to Portal. I thought, right, there's a sound here that, you know, it's not strictly death metal, it's not old school death metal, but there's something there, a bit manic, maybe psychedelic, um, you know, maybe intense, mixed with those genres. I don't know what it was, but, you know, I kind of, I couldn't put a name to it, but I wanted to find more bands like that. And um, Abyssal were one of the first I came across and loved it. It The album was called um, Anti... I can't say Anti... Catastases, and that's really good. Really, kind of recommend checking that out. So this is out, um, and I got a couple of notifications from one from Profile Law, one from Abyssal. You know, saying they put stuff on Bandcamp, and this is the, the first track, and it's pre-released, and it's you know it sounds amazing, sounds intense, and like you say, packed of you know just you know doesn't let you breathe. Uh, it's just and then yeah. switches and kind of grows and festers and all all that. It's really good and really looking forward to the album next week. Yeah, to me, it sounds like um, it's got the same vibe, Not maybe not the the same kind of um, chaotic stuff that was going on with with them, but it's got the same vibe as that convulsing band, that one-man sort of project. It's got that kind of uncomfortable, you know, you're not quite sure what's lingering in the back of all this. It's kind of very sort of mystic like the band themselves i presume that they're they're one of those ones that don't really reveal who they are or, or do they play I, live I, I don't know i, I know I, i've never no. seen the name on the um, so if they do them. it's rarely and uh, if they have released anything you know like revealed anything i'm not aware of it maybe i've just missed it but yeah i think they're one of those that keep you know keep <laughs> their heads down and keep you know have, yeah, have that area of mystery about them yeah, I'm really excited to hear this album, um, so I, I can't wait to hear the rest of it. Uh, so we're going to play uh, a track of it that's been released already. Um, you can find uh, the music here uh, at abyssal-home.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play a song called Dialogue.
So from uh, something quite hefty, we're going to go to something quite uh, short and sharp. Uh, this is, um, I guess, for, for want of a better term, uh, Grindcore. So this is a band called Holy Grinder um, that I found uh, last week on Bandcamp. Um, it just came through as a new release, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, what is actually inside is, like, very, like, digital. There's lots of, like, noise samples going on um, above, like, a grind band. Uh, female vocals, which... I don't know if you'll agree with this, Pete, but um, I feel like it's if Julie Christmas, who was in Made Out of Babies and did that Court of Luna record, if she was in a grind band, this is what it sounds like. Possibly, if I really... I don't necessarily know yeah. the reference, but yeah. Um, uh, oh, okay. It is phenomenal. You know, I first heard it was when you sent it through on the list of songs to be played, and I, I was kind of listening to the album and the back catalogue, you know, straight after. It's... it's, it's it's just fucked up. It's you know, like horrible noises, and um, in a great way, though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it looks like it's kind of like a four-piece uh, or maybe a five-piece, and uh, there's a guy just just operating a load of pedals. So underneath, like this pretty intense sort of um, messy kind of grind sort of sound with with those really interesting vocals over the top. You've got this guy just like messing with. Um, kind of like I feel like the body have had an influence on a lot of bands recently, and I feel like there's a lot of this noise element like creeping yeah. into a lot more uh, heavy music. Which I, I think you know, like a, a, maybe ten years ago, you'd have said uh, the Locust, but that's kind of they've dropped off. You know, yeah. but yeah, maybe like the body, the body kind of got me up. Not, not more. Well, they probably are more serious than Locust, but you know, there's a bit more of a um, crossing of genres, and you know, more. Um, kind of deeper thought in, into how these can interact and you know so you've got that kind of you know there's a, there's that one end it's like despise you say uh you know power violence and then with those bits it just makes them uh, a different proposition from all these other bands that are out there which as we always say is a great thing yeah absolutely i mean the the vocals really cut through as well i think they've got like the traditional kind of barking vocals from uh, the bloke on bass, I think, in this band. Um, but the, um, the female vocals kind of cut through with... When you can actually make out the lyrics, they're really kind of like full of hate and like um, some really interesting um, choices there. I think at one point she's sort of screaming about, I, I hate you with every ounce of my, my being or something like that. And it's like, okay, so they're pissed off. That's really cool. <laughs> I like that a lot. So... Yeah, so this is off um, just a little release they've put out called uh, Chain of Revenge. Uh, you can find this at holygrinder.bandcamp.com and we're going to play a really quick track off it called Terminally Local.
Right, we're going to talk about um, a new band to me uh, called Throws. Um, Pete, you've brought this in, and um, what I found really interesting is they're on Holy Raw, um, but they're not British, so that's quite an unusual kind of uh, move for that. I know, I know they've got some uh, signings that aren't necessarily um, British, but like they're known as like a you know a UK label. So this is quite interesting. A really interesting sound, isn't it? It is. I think you know it came through from Holy Raw and. There's, there isn't a set Holy Roll sound anymore. I think kind of in my head I used to have one, you know, like uh, like Rollo Tomasi and Plutus and things. But with the likes of, say, Slabjagger and uh, Hast Eagled or even like Moll, you know, they've, they've kind of expanded their sound over the last few years. So you never know what you're going to get, but you also know it's going to be, it's all, you know, almost certainly going to be great. And uh, by the early sounds on this, this is, you know, it's, it's the same. The, yeah. Uh, you know they're an American band from Idaho, um, and yeah, I'm similar. I don't know much about them. Um, we've got it through for review. I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole album yet, but this pre-release track, which we're going to play, uh, they never spoke. Uh, I've kind of first time I played it, I was you know intrigued, and then I played it again and again, and actually really kind of enjoy it. And I'm getting a lot a lot out of it. Uh, the band, the, the first the first thing I kind of wrote had in there. Um, well, in terms of my comparisons, I kind of got a bit like torpor, a bit abominable iron sloth. Um, but then the more I think about it, it's, it's slower than I think. I, I feel like it's like a hardcore record, but actually it's got, um, it doesn't, it never gets into that uh, speed or that tempo. Um, and it reminds me almost of bands like Dead Bird, if you remember them. Or, yeah. And there was a, yeah, there's a band from London called uh, Rainy Day Foot Parade. Um, yes, I remember them. Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, and it's, yeah. it's got some of that about it. And, you know, like the, the kind of weight and ferocity to it, um, but at a measured pace. I really enjoyed it. You know, really can't wait for the rest of the album. Yeah, I feel like this is one that's going to have a lot of uh, crossover appeal as well. So, like, hardcore fans will love this. Like, mm. people who like sort of pit stuff and, you know, really chugging kind of like beat downy kind of stuff. This is kind of like it's got that vibe to it, but it's also got like, just a, a, a like a very metal kind of spirit to yeah. it as well, which I maybe, think is why they've picked them up. You know, yeah, it's quite maybe unique. even a bit of doom in there. You know, I don't yeah. not necessarily in this job. But I, I feel like they could do. Um, we'll have to see. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, as we say, it's on Holy Run. It seems to me, it seems to me that they've got like um, loads of um, options to buy it on different sort of coloured vinyl and everything already. So they're going all out on this. So I think this band are probably going to be quite big. Um, I'd like to see them live. I think that would really seal it for me, and I can't wait to hear the rest of this. I'm probably going to listen to this review copy that we've got as well. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. So you can find this at um, Throws to Dust. That's T H uh, R O E S. You spell it. Dot Bandcamp. Dot com. Uh, I'm sure uh, Holy Roll have it on there as, as well. Um, yeah. So we're going to play uh, the only uh, track that they've released so far, um, which is called They Never Spoke. Yeah! 
So to uh, close this week's Nine Hertz podcast, we're going to listen to a band called Haram from Italy. Uh, Pete, you've brought this in, and yeah, I, I, I love this as well. You know, it's um, kind of like a bolt from the blue again, just really interesting. Yeah, the, we go through for review, and I was uh, thinking about it, it was a little short from straight after the last podcast of um, new songs which I'd play on this one uh, at the time. I've got some which aren't released yet, we're not going to play for a while, and you know, I'd had plenty before. Um, and then I stuck this on, and instantly I was like, you know, like I did a lot of good stuff in the last few weeks, but I hadn't heard anything which made me sit up and really, um, really, you know, excited. And this is this this did that straight away. This it's got a bit of a mix of everything in it. They they kind of list a, a few bands in their promo, um, and two kind of jumped out: Daughters and Legion of Andromeda. And I thought, fucking hell, this is going to be good. If you know yeah. that, you learn <laughs> that. Um, and then it's a combination of that, yeah. yeah if, if you, you know, midpoint between there, and if you, you know, a bit of kind of like deaf kids with that, um, but kind of maybe rawer and less structured than, than that, uh, noise rock, noise elements to it, all of it packed in, and it's like a two minute track. And, and kind of, I, I was, I, I loved the band at the, as soon as I heard this one track, it's, it's really, and it's got like the punk vibe on the, the album cover, um. It's really interesting band making different music really good. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like um, it's almost like there's a, there's a new generation of bands who aren't afraid to sort of just play what they want to. Yeah. Like they don't, this doesn't feel like it's been, I mean, obviously they've listed those influences, but this feels like they've just made it for fun or like for the kind of sake of it, yeah. which is, yeah, which is the mark of good music and the, why we play this yeah. sort of stuff. And, and maybe, you know, podcast, really. and maybe, you know, from when, you know, we first set, set a list of music, maybe, you know, when we were early teens, I guess, you didn't have, potentially, this is the reason, you didn't have the uh, access to the wide range, you know, the wide ranges of music that, that you do now. So that, you know, I, I know I got into Stoner when I was 15, Stoner Rock, and if I wanted to listen, you know, if I wanted to listen to a band, I had to buy the album, buy the CD. Um, and I was 15, so I didn't have, you know, I didn't have disposable income to do that. So for the first, you know, few years, I only listened to Stoner because that's all I could afford to do. Now, you know, you could listen to 10 different styles in a night and have, you know, and, and have downloaded 10 styles because, you know, you know, um, I think this album's you know, five euros on Bandcamp. You know, you, it's free to obviously list to. You could do that, and maybe that's the reason. And and if if so, we're, we're the beneficiaries as listeners because you, it just creates new offshoots, new sounds every time. It's not just improvements or changes on the same sound. Yeah, but like on the equal sort of coin, um, I feel like these days you can kind of spend not as long listening to a record as you True. used to you know you oh, don't yeah. spend yeah, as yeah. much you know yeah if you don't you know if if you don't have um you know um li- you're not limited by having like one cd that you spent 15 pounds on yeah. from years ago you know you've got all this stuff just for free so you can just flash between yeah. things and, and miss things as a result yeah there, there is that yeah, definitely and, and if we could if we could get into real like old bastard talk and start talking about you know like a cd that you got off the cover of kerrang or metal Hammer or terrorizer you used to like list to every track and analyze it and take everything out which even if you didn't like yeah, it, yeah that was you know absolutely. that was a, that was an experience which you don't have anymore um but i think the the net payoff is 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 
definitely in the positive for now. You know, nowadays, um, and if you know, if, if this gets only a theory, but if, if maybe that kind of availability to music is allowing bands to just say, "I'm not a sludge band, I'm not a doom band, I'm not a punk band." Whatever that is, you know, I just listen to all this music, and this is therefore the sum of those influences. And it's only, you know, it just broadens that uh, horizon, and therefore you're just going to hear new music all the time, which is, you know, has it holds a greater thrill when you hear something which is, you know, slightly different from anything else. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I think, um, you know, we, we big up Bandcamp quite a lot on here. Um, you know, this is this has been found through Bandcamp as well, I presume. I uh, know we got it through for review. All right, okay. So, but I mean, yeah, Bandcamp are just like making it accessible for everyone. Um, if you, even if you've got no money, you can go and listen to this for free. You know, th- uh, this one is actually um, pay what you want, I think, as well. So, it, it's amazing this this kind of thing. So, I mean, I think I put it on Facebook this week as well. Like Bandcamp have actually um, set up a venue and record shop in uh, in america um which i can see taking off everywhere and they uh, are doing free all ages shows which is again just kind of shows you this new thinking when it comes to music it's not kind of like a an expensive concept anymore it's it's kind of accessible for all and everyone's got an equal chance in in a way of of getting heard so i love this kind of new era so mm. it's great yeah Haram a, a really good example of that i mean you know we'd have never heard this other than like maybe tape trading or you know being sent things from zines or you know recommendations from people whereas you know they're able to just put this on for everyone to hear and it's pretty amazing so yeah we're going to play the um the title track off this one so it's called kesto solo chaos uh, and you can find this at haram3.bandcamp.com um yeah i we thoroughly recommend you pick up this one because it's really really good um cheers pete we'll um we'll have nine more for you in two weeks yeah.